talking about boxing. Just absolutely boxing. We're talking about boxing. Just absolutely boxing. Welcome back to another Jab Podcast. It's episode 78. I'm Combo Breaker 99. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Boxing P. Today we got an interesting topic, man. You know, another exciting topic. Uh, PBC announced their Fox uh, Sports lineup for next year, man. They got it lined all the way up from January up until April. We got like nine championship fights in a row all coming up the next month, man. That's why I say I got my schedule booked, bro. <laughs> Every weekend it's looking good, man. But, um, yeah, you just brought up a you know pretty good point to me. I'm glad that Fox, they, they put up this whole, you know, this whole lineup like this. You know, they put everything, they, they go ahead and like post everything up and let us know what's going on. Sometimes, you know, other networks, they do that too, but it's a little bit more unpredictable. But once you actually have like a press conference like this and announce it, I think it, it makes it a little bit more exciting for the boxing fans. What do you think, man? Yeah. I mean, I remember last year when they, they had posted the schedule and I just thought it was, like we say, I mean, it could change. At any time because of the you know type of sport it is, but it's just it's just good to know what you got coming up. You know what I mean? A lot of stuff. I mean, we getting off blogs or or waiting for somebody to post something. So just to see ten fight, fifteen fights already set up, it's just it's good for the boxing fans. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah, I think so too, man. Because yeah, we went on the one um, last year, and same as the one last year, like when they had. You know, pretty much the same fighters there, including Adrian Broner and all of them, because he had fights lined up. Like I said, even when they did that last year, it was kind of exciting because you knew you knew what to look forward to. Because like like you were saying, when you go online, sometimes you have a lot of people posting up, you know, like the little imaginary posters Absolutely. of a matchup. But we don't know if it's really solid yet. Right. But with these, we know contracts have been signed and it's Absolutely. pretty much a go unless somebody got an injury. <laughs> but um. And even on the internet, and sometimes they just talking about a fight. It could They're be just talking about it, but it's not signed. It's not I want to fight. You know. So with this, we know all that's out the door. You know what I mean? Yeah. Contracts, all this is in stone, pretty much. You know what I mean? Anything can happen, but you know, for the most part, it's in stone, which is a which is like I say, which is a good thing for the boxing fans, man. You know, every every other sport has a schedule that they can kind of follow. You know, we need it too. Yeah, def- yeah, definitely, man. And yeah, unlike, you know, other sports like, you know, the NBA, NFL, like you're saying, they always have their schedule lined up and it's pretty much a go. But for us, it's like a special thing when we see this in boxing because this is something PBC kind of started, you know, mm-hmm. where they bring everybody together and say, hey, this is our lineup for the first half of the year. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think this is kind of bringing it closer to putting fighters not necessarily under one umbrella, but kind of putting it forth where each weight division has a goal to shoot for, you know? Yeah. I know, I know it's still like with the Spence and Garcia, it's not the fight that we want, but I think sooner or later when you put all these champions in one room, it's going to be where fans kind of demand it. Like I want to see Spence and Thurman instead, you know what I mean? They're going to be able to demand it more because 
they're gonna they're gonna be put on the spot more. You know what I mean? Right, right. I mean, like you say, we're gonna be able to see more fights that we want to see, and some fights that we didn't even plan on, like the Garcia and Spence. That's not nothing that we anticipated, but I ain't gonna lie, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's very interesting to me because because of the risk and all the stuff that's involved with the fight. You know, it's it's a, it's a lot of risk for Mikey Garcia to take this fight, but it's real risky for, for Spence too. He got a lot to lose in this fight. So I I want to see what's going to happen. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm very interested now. It's, it's happening. It's coming. So. Yeah. Before, um, before we go down the list of the fights here, cause I kind of want to look at each one of them. Um, my question real quick is, uh, from this list is, is the Errol Spence, Mikey Garcia fight. Is that like the, the most exciting fight for you on the card or like the most, you know, tense, like unpredictable fight on there for you, man. It's 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 not the best fight on there. It's one of the most interesting fights on there to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To me, one of the most interesting fights, but not the best fight. I mean, really, really, that card is stacked, man. You know what I mean? Any any, I don't really see a bad fight on there. Ain't? No, I don't. Uh... You got everybody in there who who wants to fight on there. You know, they're they're all matched up pretty well to me. You know, right. you got everybody where they need to be right now, including like Danny Garcia. He's he's even in the mix. Absolutely. Um, Sean Porter, he's in there with a with a solid, you know, mandatory. So other than that, I mean, this is a nice little lineup. But um, before we start with January, you know, they're actually closing the year off with December twenty second with um. Jamal Charlo and uh, Willie Monroe Jr. You know, that fight's on uh, the week of Christmas. Uh, what do you think about that fight? That's a middleweight fight here. Um, man, I'll take it. Eh? It's not necessarily um, the fight that I was hoping to see, you know, a Charlo name attached to, but um, it's a decent fight. It's a decent fight. What you think? Yeah, I think it's okay. Um, I think I would have preferred something more like a somebody that would have brought in more action, like a David Lemieux or somebody like that. But exactly. But I think you know he he's out to kind of get one of those uh, common Triple G opponents, you know. So yeah. maybe since David Lemieux, David Lemieux may be tied up, this is the next best thing. I mean, at least he's trying to get some of these middleweights on there now. So yeah. But yeah, I would like to see him in there with more of a more of a threat. And to me, and like honestly, like Willie Monroe is just like a nice guy. Willie Monroe is not a trash talker. He don't talk mm-hmm. no big jump. I want to see two trash talkers go in there and, and 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 make it happen. You know what I'm saying? That's why, like you say, even somebody like Lemieux, Lemieux don't talk a lot, but he talk. You know what I'm saying? He, he will okay. let you know when he's gonna go in there and, and and try to do or whatever. But um, I'm just thinking the build up to this fight. I don't know how how um, exciting that's going to be. That's all I'm saying. Because of Willie Monroe just being a nice guy and, you know, laid back kid or whatever. Yeah. And when I say, like, he ain't the same type of threat like a Lemieux, I know Lemieux, he could bring it. Like you said, he could, he could talk, but he also bring it with the danger of his power. Absolutely. You know, something like Charlo never felt. But there's another side of Willie Monroe that could bring the you know, that could bring trouble is his boxing style, you know? Yeah, the boxing skills, yeah. 
because you know Styles make fights, and you know Triple G, he was able to kind of walk him down. But we don't know if Charlo could be able to handle that that southpaw style. You know, a little bit slicker. That's going to be moving around. You know, that might pose a danger. So, do you think he really want that instead? Like, may, he may be a soft puncher, but he could bring another threat as far as like outboxing him. You know. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's definitely a decent fight. It, I, I can't say Willie Monroe is a bum. You know, he he's a solid fighter. I mean, he don't do, like, nothing really, 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 really well. But he's just, you know, he, he he's a decent, I, th- I think, a B fighter. And um, if Charlo was, like, sleeping on him, or looking at him like a soft touch, then yeah, it could be some problems for him. But I, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know how he's, um, how he perceives uh, Willie Monroe. What you think? Um, it's hard to say because I really want to see him in here with like a puncher. You know what I mean? Somebody that's going to pack that one hundred, pack that middleweight power. But it seems like they can't get somebody in that lineup because I mean. First, it was Hugo Centeno, and now it's uh, Willie Monroe Jr. And, I mean, like I said, Willie Monroe Jr., he can make it an ugly fight because even a Billy Joe Saunders fight, that was an ugly win for Saunders. I mean, Willie Monroe did take it to him a bit. But um, it, overall, it was just kind of made he, – he was able to make it an ugly fight. But I want to see somebody in there that's going to give him that real middleweight power threat. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's why I – I don't know if they were were really looking for that threat on this card with that he's fighting with his brother just to kind of, yeah. you know, let's be honest, and maybe they want to build it up, you know, like, hey, the two twins are fighting on the same card. We need opponents. Absolutely, Absolutely. and because you could have gotten there with a Selecki. You could have gotten there with a Dervinchenko. You could have mm-hmm. gotten there with some dangerous Apollo Lemieux at 160. So, I mean, it's, it's business too, right? You know what I'm saying? And um, this fight is – Definitely a safer fight for Charlo. You know what I'm saying? It's not a guarantee when, you know, Millie, Willie Monroe is not a bum. You know, he does. I mean, he's pedigree. You know, who? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, what lineage does he come from? Who is it at? I know he um used to give uh John Jones work, you know, as far yeah, as. Yeah, John Jones, but like his great great grandfather is some yeah. legendary dude in the game or whatever. Is it? It might be Willie Monroe. It's something, it's something like that or whatever. But I'm just saying he comes from pedigree. He's not just a, you know, or cab driver or whatever. So, um, oh no, I, I feel like you feel, man. I, I would like to see him in there with more uh, with somebody who got a hundred and sixty pound punch, and we know about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, like you goes back to like you said. I mean, it's marketing too. You know, both the twins on the. I mean, if you put right. both the twins on the card together and both of them lose, I mean, who are they marketable on the next card? Exactly. That's going to make, you know, the stock go down for yeah, people, you, know. you know, and uh, it, it is marketing because it's right down to the toy, the not toy, the coin toss they did. Like, what was the little coin toss they did on who would be the main event? Something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, on one side, I'm glad that Willie Monroe, he got another fight coming up in the middleweight division where he can kind of, you know, maybe, you know, come out on top in this fight. But for Charlo on his side is how he pushes himself. I want to see him in there with more of a power threat, you know. And, and exactly. Because that's what I'm saying. Like the type of person he is, how vocal and all this stuff. You want to see him in there with P 
people that's bringing that same energy. Willie Monroe is not really bringing that same energy. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I was saying. You know what I mean? It's no disrespect to Willie Monroe, but, you know, these guys have spoke themselves up so high that, you know, you say, oh, he fighting Willie Monroe. That's not really a fight to put you on the edge of your seat. Right. Because, look, I look at it like this. It's like you playing one-on-one with somebody and, um, you know, they might be up a few points and they talking a lot of trash. And, you know, they want you to check the ball. You you throw it at them harder. You know what I mean? Because right. they talking trash, so you throw it at them hard You or you throw anything hard at them because you really want to see them go hard. But if it's somebody like Willie Monroe, who's a little bit more of a nicer guy, it's more of a civil approach. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, with Charlie, like I'm saying, like, oh, you want to be the big guy? You know, y'all talk. So let me put you in there with this this hard hitter. You know, you come out on top, then that's how we gauge you. I mean, I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, one thing we know about the guys at 160, I mean, a lot of guys at 160 um, do pack a punch. And that's that, that that's going to, like, kind of set the tone. What type of chin you got at 160 because, like, most of the players at 160 can punch. So, you know, if, guy, if we find out you ain't got no chin, then it's really, you know what I'm saying, that it ain't a whole lot look forward to in that division because most of those guys can pop at 160 right now. Yeah. Look at the lineup. You know what I'm saying? All of them, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, for for his next fight, you know, of course we got to look at this one, but for his next fight, we definitely want to see him in there with, you know, somebody a little bit stronger, a little bit of a harder hitter. But, um... I mean, and the thing about it, and he was calling out Triple G, so it's like, he was ready to go to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're ready to go to the top of the mountain, why do we, why we, if he don't, if we don't give him Triple G, then we spoon feed him, but whatever. Right, right. Yeah, so um, looking at the one, um, his brother at 154, uh, Jamel Charlo, he's going to be taking on uh, Tony Harrison. Um, Tony Harrison, he's a vet, you know, he's a vet in the junior middleweight division, you know, he, um, he actually beat E.J. Smith in his last fight. Um, he has two losses. You know, he lost to uh, Jared Hurd. I remember seeing that fight. And uh, I remember when he got knocked out by uh, that Willie Nelson. That was a that was a good knockout. That was a good stoppage win. But same with for uh, Jamel here. So Harrison been knocked out? Twice. He been knocked out? Knocked out twice? Yeah. Okay. So same for Jamel here. Um, I think this is going to be – I won't say it could be an easy fight because um, – Tony Harrison is on a winning streak and he is, you know, he's a, he's a tall junior middleweight. He's got long reach and he's a boxer too, but he still doesn't pose a threat like a Jerry Hurd. And I, I understand that Jerry Hurd, you know, he's getting his tune up fight also. Cause you know, he has surgery, but what do you think of this fight, man? The Jerry Hurd fight? Mm, no, the, uh, Oh, the Harrison Char- and, um, Charlo. Charlo. I mean, I mean, once again, I mean, it's doable, Ant, but I really would have liked to see these guys. And I mean, because you got to think of, look, look what Mikey Garcia is stepping in there with, Ant. You know what I'm saying? Look, I mean, when he does that, it's just like, you feel what I'm saying? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, like, if you can't, it's like if you can't get, 
this opponent, you should go for the next dangerous opponent, you know what I mean? Or the next biggest challenge. And that's that's what we want to see here because, you know, Charlos, you know, neither one of them are injured, you know what I mean? So I would like to see one of them, Jamel, in another challenge, if he can find one that's going to be a little bit more legit and that poses more of a threat other than Jared Hurd, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, I mean, Mungia. Yeah. Mungia at 154. Belts. I'm just saying, and it's out there. That's a, Yeah, man. Like, Mungia, I think Mungia might not have the experience like a Tony Harrison, but it's his, it's his momentum and it's his everything that's pushing him right now. You know, his hunger, his right. confidence, which would make that a dangerous fight. Um, Tony Harrison, like I said, he's a good boxer, but is Tony Harrison going to try to look for the upset? Is he going to be looking for the upset in December? Is he looking for the upset or the payday? Hey, those are questions right there, man. Um, we just um, we just keeping it real, you know. Exactly, man. Because it's still a, it's a it's a business, bro. It's a business, yeah. so we got to look at it like that. Um, there's one more fight on that card too. I dominate Brazil and. Carlos Negron. Um, I don't know much about the uh, Carlos Negron, but uh, you know Dominic Brazil. You know he trying to put his position back in there, trying to get a fight with Wilder. So, I hear. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't see him there at the press conference. though, did you? No. I mean, he's so big. You know, heavyweights. You know, they stand out. But I didn't see him there. So. I mean, honestly, like Brazil to me and. I, he don't really give off the boxer vibe to me. I mean, he is a fighter. Um, I don't. I don't know what he'll what he'll do at heavyweight. What, what, I mean, what is, I mean, is he something that is he prospect? I mean, is it future for him in the game? I mean, he not. I'm not. He not a bum, but it's just he. His name is just not really in the talks. They're in the talks by default, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's more like you say in default because the position he kind of talked himself into and him being known as a fighter that fought AJ, but he lost that fight, you know. So to me, that doesn't really hold much weight. Like somebody like Big Baby Miller holds more weight right now, and that might be a fight that he want to look for next rather than going in there wilder next to somebody, you know, like. Somebody like Dillian White holds a little bit more weight too because he did give AJ a tougher fight than he did. But um, right now, as far as like the stock that Brazil holds, to me, this is just a more of a stepping stone to me. It, this doesn't guarantee a title shot after this. You know what I mean? For Brazil, yeah, wins it. Yeah, even if he wins it, to me, it won't guarantee a title shot because I mean we got other guys lined up in there. You know, like everybody's trying to say they they are mandatory right now. So I think everybody just – Mike Tyson, he said it best once whenever he was talking about the heavyweight division. He was like, these guys ain't fought everybody, you know. He's like, they fight a couple times, go for a heavyweight title shot, and they lose, you know. Right. He's like, they need to keep fighting everybody first, fight every look, fight every style before they, they keep on with this, like, I need AJ, I need Wilder. You know, they're making it look like That's what he did for everybody. Everybody. So – 
So, I mean, that's a solid card. I mean, that's a solid card in December. I mean, you got both Charlo twins on there. I think they both hold that weight for the card. Um, I'm going to definitely check it out, though. Um, That first fight, let me see, in January 13th, Jose, Jose, who's Katea versus Caleb Plant. That's another uh, super middleweight fight, another good super middleweight fight. Uh, What do you think of Caleb Plant, man? Um, I just, I really like to just see some more out of him, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so far he's been, I've been liking what I, what I've seen, but I just like to see more of him. So it's good to see him on the card and, you know, in the mix. Yeah. I definitely like what I've been seeing too. I think he's a growing fighter. Um, still, you know, still learning, still learning, but, um, everything he's learning, he's putting it to good use as far as pushing himself forward. But, definitely another fight that um i'm looking forward to uh is on january 26th uh, keith thurman versus josito lopez yeah. yeah is he really back man or is he just is he promoting this fight is he promoting josito lopez fighting somebody else <laughs> i mean to be honest i think he just sat back and saw all the attention that you know the welts is getting right now he like yo i can't I can't miss out on this. This is this is this is the real deal right here. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, of course, other things healing up his injuries and stuff. But I think sitting back, seeing all the action going on, and like, yo, I still want some of that action. I'm not forty or fifty. I'm a young man. I still want some of that. I think that kind of lit a fire under him a little bit. Yeah, you know I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up. That's why I say like for these fighters today to be staying inactive, you know, that's not good. Cause that time is now, exactly. you know, like you don't want to be 50 years old or 40 years old and say, well, I can still do that. Then try to come back and fight. You know what I mean? You don't want to say, well, I'm, well, I'm 41 or 44. I'm going to go challenge for this title. Exactly. And then embarrass yourself. <laughs> do it now while you still got the youth on your side. So I think, like you said, I think Keith Thurman kind of found like a newfound flame in him. Cause when he was there, he didn't look shook or nothing. I mean, he's never at a lo- yeah. He he's never at a loss for words. Whenever he was, you know, presenting himself, still talking the same way, still talking in circles like he do sometime. But you know, he still looked like he's ready to get back in there. So, um, Josito Lopez, he's not a guy you can count out either. I don't really consider this like a tune-up, tune-up. Anything can happen. What do you think, man? I mean, when was the last time? Lopez for Let me check real quick. Man, because Keith, I mean, you've been out the ring, you've been injured. I mean, any fight is a dangerous fight for you right now. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't really find a soft touch at welterweight right now. Not right now, brother. Not right now. Um, Lopez, he fought back in April, you know, so he's still fresh. He's still fresh, uh, so. You know, um, He's been in there with guys. Of course, he's been in there with guys like, you know, Canelo, Maidana in the past, and Berto. And, I mean, he came up short in those those fights. But, you know, he's an experienced guy, and, you know, he likes to bring the fight. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, like we always say, too, Hank, just sharing the ring with certain people is just another level. You know, whether you lose or not, just sharing the ring with certain people, I mean, it it, it, it takes you to another level. It does. Yeah, that's why I don't see him trying to lay down in this fight. 
And like you were saying there, like with Keith Thurman, there's really no, we were saying there's no soft touch. It, it's almost like they're trying to find one, but they couldn't. So they said, this is, this is as good as we can get right now. This is best as going to get, bro. They're going to leave it. Because, you, you know, the Jesse Vargas, that was more of a step up. And, um, you know, Jesse Vargas, he had another fight lined up, so that didn't work out. So they had to go a little bit lower on the tier. So this is going to do it, man, as far as, like, testing his body out. Because, I mean, a soft touch isn't really going to prepare you for what's to come as far as Porter and them, you know? Right. Like, they could re-injure you. So you kind of want to put everything on the line in every fight. And, and like, people gunning for him, too, man. You know what I'm saying? For whatever reason. They might think you were injured sheep or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But they gunning for him. You know, you talk to talk. You was at the top. A lot of people gunning for him for whatever reason. So people going to be coming to him. You know what I'm saying? And the soft touch yeah. ain't really going to do much for you. You know what I mean? But um, But I honestly think... You know, I just sit back. Just imagine if this had happened without Keith Thurman. He'd been pissed sitting back looking at this big, eloquent platform. You know, everybody's dressed up, nice, organized. Even boxers shine like that. We haven't seen fighters get a shine like that. You know what I mean? He he couldn't miss out on that, eh? He couldn't. Exactly. Cause he couldn't you, miss out on that. You know what I mean? Because you remember, he was at the last one, but... He had no fight. Had no fight. Because um, it comes out he got injured again. So then he remember last year he had two belts, but now he only got one. So he probably went back and looked at that big picture and said, man, I got to get back in here. Age, man, it's like this is the time to do it. You know, injured or not, man, you need to make sure you get fully healed and get back in this, get back in this pit of sharks, man. Because like I said, you, you can't. You can't do this anymore once you're in your 40s, man. Like, not everybody can do it, man. So you got to do it now. And you seeing how these guys getting all injured now? How you going to do this at 40, eh? Mm-hmm. Who said Floyd Mayweather injured? Only injury you heard about was his hands. And that's because he had brittle hands. He couldn't do nothing about that. But, I mean, these guys, every time you turn around, just somebody laid up. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And the thing with Floyd is like, yeah, he had brutal, ha- brutal hands, but he was still fighting twice a year or three times a year. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, um, before we move on, yeah, it was just, I say, man, Keith Thurman, like, he better be coming back for sure, man. Like, wait, I, I, wait, wait, you don't think he's coming back? Eh? Wait, he's not going to make it to this fight, man? Or are you saying after this fight? I'm talking about this one. You don't think he's going to make it to this one, man? You know, I'm about 85% sure, man. I'm about 85% sure, man. I won't be sure until he's in the ring. But like we said, it, like I said too, man, even um, it still don't matter if you get in the ring. Somebody might walk out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think he's the type to do that, man. No, I mean, I, I, like you said, he looked comfortable. He still was, you know, witty quick on the comebacks with, with the words and stuff. Um, you, 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 you don't think that he still think he the best at 147? I don't think, man, like he didn't really give me the vibe that he felt like he was the best. You know what I mean? Like 
he didn't talk with that that confidence that where he was saying like I don't care what Errol Spence. You know when Errol Spence made his remark there at the press conference, Errol Spence was like, "I probably won't ever get to fight him." You know, I won't fight for that belt until he he retires. And he didn't really come back with a remark to that. You know, he could have came back and said, "Look, yeah, he just kind of brushed that off." And then he was saying like, "I, it was my goal to win this belt." talking about his belt, and then he was like, and when that belt, talking about Sean Porter's belt. But he didn't even say Errol Spence's belt, you know? <laughs> That's why I was kind of like, maybe he's getting the refound hunger, but he doesn't sound like the same champion. That's why I say, you better, he still got to show up, man. He better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait, when when is his fight? <clears throat> January 26th. Okay. Well, he got a couple months to you know what I'm saying? If he ain't ready, if he wasn't ready on the stage, you got a couple months to be ready. So, and even if he, even if he ain't, he gonna have to come and fight. That's all I gotta say. Cause like, you know, I feel like we being nicer than most people. <laughs> Absolutely, a lot of people definitely wrote him off, man. Um, and I had wrote him off at one time too, man. But once that 147 start heating up, I'm like, yo. Where you at? Yeah, we got to have him in here, man. We got to have him in here because it's always going to be that question too. Ain't? Well, okay, Earl Spence cleaned out, you know, 47. But what, 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 what would have happened if him and Keith Thurman had fought? If Keith Thurman was, you know, it would always be that. Mm-hmm. So we put him in there to decisively say who's number one, who's number two, who, who's number three. I, I think, I think we, we need him. We needed Keith Thurman back in there. So I'm glad that. He came back, even though he had me pissed off, man. I I wrote his ass off probably like a year ago. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. You know, after things started heating up, I was like, "Yo, we 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 need him back in there." I mean, the kid, the kid is talented. I mean, can't can't deny that. Yeah, man, and that's why we talk about him because it was like when he was in the division, he was making that noise like this was his goal. But like, honestly, for me, when we look at you know, Terrence Crawford in the division, I'm still like, I have to give credit to credit where credit is due. And that's the Thurman because he's been in there longer as as far as being closest to the most, you know, recognized lineal champion. So I feel like that Spence fight is still for him. I still feel like that's the one that needs to happen. Thurman Spence. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that's, that kind of was on the rise before he dis- disappeared. So now it ain't go nowhere. We still yeah. want to see it. You know what I mean? So yeah, hundred percent. Eh? I'm 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 a hundred percent for that fight. It didn't go nowhere. It's just like we he was in limbo, so we didn't know what was going to happen. So we had to start, you know, putting other stuff together, and that's kind of what we did. You know what I'm saying? And moved on. But mm-hmm. if he back. It gotta happen. If he back, it got. Yeah. To. It's got to because, you know, like I said, he won all the belts. He won all the belts. So that one man got it, and he got to get it. Exactly. So, um, yeah, man, definitely a fight I'm looking forward to just on the fact that I want to see him show up and perform. But um, going on the February 16th, one of my favorite fighters of the day, man, is uh, Leo Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Miguel Flores. Um, you know, As you know, his last fight, he won – over the summer against Abner Mares, that rematch. I always like Leo Santa Cruz. You know, he's an exciting fighter, you know, um, good 
good boxing style, you know, exciting style. And I feel like this is another winnable fight for him. Just I think Miguel Flores can bring it. But, I, you know, like I said, I'm a I'm a fan, man. Uh, I'm glad to see him on this car. What about you? Um, Definitely, man. Um, Like you say, I'm a big uh, Santa Cruz fan. You know, high volume puncher, brawler, all action style. Um, I I think he can take this fight, you know. But um, like you say, Miguel was definitely not not just you know walking the park. He gonna be there, and um, he gonna be ready to fight. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I'm yeah, yeah. Same here, man. Um, dang, man. Yeah, we got it's a loaded loaded month. Even February. Yeah, February twenty third. You got Anthony Anthony Durrell coming back, man. Yeah, and um, we didn't they say Lamont Peterson on that too? Yeah, got a fight on that too. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. done. Like they got everybody. They got everybody, man. Like that's this is just uh, Al Heyman flexing his power to say, look at all these fighters I got, man. Exactly. So what y'all want to do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so um, so just think about that, and between you know PBC and the Zone. I mean, we winning right now. We winning, and shout out to Eddie Hearn and the Zone, and shout out to PBC, Fox, Al Heyman, all, all those people over there putting it, putting this stuff together, man. Because we get the fans are really winning right now. We getting what, what we wanted and what we talked about for a long time. Yeah, yeah, we definitely are, man. I just feel like between the two of them, okay, Heyman he has most of the welterweight, so. We're, we're sooner or later, we are going to get those fights that we needed, the welterweight division. Over at the um, zone, we got most of the middleweights over there. So we're going to be getting those fights lined up soon. So, I mean, it between all no these, excuses. we stack right now. Yeah, it shouldn't be no excuses, man. You know what I'm saying? And going on to March 9th, man, we got Sean Porter versus Urendis um, Ugas. I'm just glad to see Ugas in there with somebody now, man. Like, I've been wanting to see him tested against I, I, one of these know, You finally got your Ugas. Yeah. So that's what's up. Because, hey, he was, you know, uh, he called out for the, he called for the Spence fight. Spence, exactly. And I think he wanted that, so that didn't work out. But Sean Porter, um, Sean Porter, you know, since he won the belt, this is his mandatory now. And um, I think it would be a tough fight for Sean Porter. Yeah. You know, this ain't the big money fight that the casual is looking at, but they don't know how dangerous this fight can be. Cause I mean, who guys, he might bring something different that Danny Garcia didn't bring. Cause this is a natural welterweight, you know? Yeah. And then he got like that long, long frame, body, you know, Sean Porter, that short, well, it'll be, you know, like you say, it's, it's, it's a different look for him. Definitely. Cause other than, you know, like I said, other than him not being known, he's still a dangerous, he's still a threat. If you mm-hmm. see him fight, he's still going to be a threat to Sean Porter. So definitely a fight I'm looking at, man. But um, a week after that is Errol Spence versus Mikey Garcia, man. So other, you know, we talked about this before. Right. They had to my birthday. So. Oh, okay. I don't know. And we might be there for that fight. I don't know. We see what happened. Shoot. Yeah, see what happened, man. Oh, you saying I got to buy you a ticket for your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be awesome. But you know, I wasn't yeah. throw that in your lap. But um, but yeah, we'll see what happened though, Ant, because it's the day after my birthday. We we might be there. You know, it's PBC. This would be doable. 
I mean, that's a, that's around my time when I take vacation too in March every year. So that might be the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll keep the eye on that. I mean, where they fight? Is that where's that? Where would that be at? Eh? Spencer Garcia. It's going to be in Texas. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's going to be in Texas. So it's going to be wow. a big event. Okay. Yeah, we had to keep our eye on that then, man. For real. Yeah, man, because like we're saying, it's not that significant fight, but you know this is going to be like almost like a concert with where it's just going to be bringing an energy because you got Garcia fans and Spence fans. And belts aside and all that crap, it's just like we're going to get a good fight. That's everybody going to be watching that night, Ant. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think Mikey ain't gonna stand a chance. Some people think he's gonna win, but everybody gonna be watching to see what happens because it, you know, I mean, the thing is, Aunt, I mean, you can say Earl Spence is gonna beat him all day, but I just can't I don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, we seen Mikey Garcia do shit that we might not have thought he could do. Exactly. Before. And, and um, that's what a great fighter does. Yeah, anything can happen. We just don't know. And the thing about it is, Ant, I mean, if he could pull off the upset, I, I just want to see with the atmosphere, because that's that's going to be crazy, dude. That's, that's going to be crazy. crazy. not saying I want him to do that, but I'm just saying if he could pull that off, he'd be mm-hmm. the fucking man. All that aside, like just having all those fans come out to see a good fight, to me, again, best comparison is like, I don't watch the Transformers movies, but nobody watches those things for, you know, plot or script. You know, they watch it for action. Yeah, exactly. And that's what this is going to be. It's just going to be a good fight that's going to bring action. Yeah. Like I say, and just anticipation and and just like um, the curiosity. What's going to happen? I mean, it could go one round, could go 12 rounds. We just don't know. We just don't know. You know what I'm saying? We just don't know. I mean, yeah, we thinking Mikey Mikey crazy as hell for doing it, but that's part of the excitement of it to me, and he's crazy enough to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you the thing, 147 that won't do it. He's crazy enough to do it. I love it. I love it. Why is he the only guy looking for this? Like, he's the guy coming up in weight, two weight classes, and he willing to do this, but you got guys in 147 who still ain't answered the call. Still ain't answered the call, and my man, trust me, I'm a hundred percent with you on that too. Of course, there's other fights that should have been before this, but these are two people who want to make it happen. Yeah, these are two fighters that want to make it happen, and so I mean, we with you can't have a fight if both people don't want to engage. Mm-hmm. People want to engage. Yeah. So, and it's doable. It's not like we got Rigo moving up to fight a Charlo or something. You know what I mean? This is like in the realm, realm of doable. It's like Pacquiao versus Margarito. And I mean, we never know. Like, that was a different texture of fight with two different styles. But I mean, we never know. This could be similar to that. It could be. It could be. I mean, I didn't I didn't anticipate Manny to do to Margarito what he did. I thought he probably would win, but he destroyed him. This little man destroyed him. Rearranged his face, Fucked man. Him up and everything. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the thing about this sport. You just, you just never really, really know. It's, it's not like Mikey Garcia. The only deficit that he got is size, mm-hmm. and that can be that can be worked with. Eh? You know what I'm saying? So, um, 
I don't know, man. Like I say, man, you know, it, it, it was other fights that should have preceded this one, but this yeah. is a fight that, you know, got talked into, you know, reality and, um, you know, it's, it's on the popping now, whether we like it or not. Whether we like it or not, it's coming. So I'm on board. Yeah, I can accept it now because it's like, like we say, it's two good fighters of this generation class, but it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. it's happening. So we always talk about it, but like, have I ever asked you, like, what what is your uh, take on it? Is it fifty fifty to you? Like, I think it's still like sixty five forty five or seventy thirty for Spence. All the odds are kind of way into towards Spence, right? Mm-hmm. That makes it. That still makes it interesting, that because it's like, why is Mikey so crazy like this? Why is he so crazy like this? It, I mean, on paper, yeah, the odds are definitely, like you say, 60, 40, 65, 35, 70-30, however you want to look at it. It's no way people won't give Mikey the advantage, but, you know, that's that's just the ultimate underdog story, though, Ant. You know, if he can pull it off. And think, he don't even got to pull it off, Ant. Just go in there and look impressive. Just look impressive. Go 12. Yeah, and that will that will that will help him, you know. what I'm saying that will help his career add to his stock. So yeah. I'm just saying, man. You know, and we like to see fights, man. I I want to see fights, man. I don't want to see you know some of this stuff that they be calling. No, this is a fight. This is gonna be a fight. Yeah, this is so, this is a fight, I mean, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, like I say, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. We should be other fights happening, but I mean, they don't want to fight. They don't want to, man. So, like, we just got to say, hey, if he taking it, we got to let him get all the credit if he's the win, you know? I mean, yeah, he, he got to take all the credit, you know what I mean? The worst possible thing that could, that could happen is Mikey going there and, and get hurt bad, you know what I'm saying? Which I mm-hmm. don't think will happen, and I hope it don't happen. But that's, like, the worst possible scenario, really, you know what I'm saying? Um, but um, but other than that, I'm all for it, man. Like I say, like I always say, these guys are fighters, and it's not an artist, it's not a rapper, it's not a basketball. These fighters, mm-hmm. pugilists, prize fight—that's what they do. It's been done in the past, you know. We had Sugar Ray Leonard go all the way up to light heavyweight. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely, we've seen stuff. Yeah, we've seen this stuff before. So I mean, other than it just kind of overshadowing what's to happen, I mean, all that other stuff can still happen. But in the meantime. Since this is kind of a shakeup, it should definitely tell everybody else that damn, that should have been us, you know. Yeah, yeah, and that's why that's that that's the thing. And that word you just said, I like the shakeup. They didn't shake the fucking game up. Mikey didn't shake the game up right now. Mm-hmm. I like that because sometimes you gotta shake the game up, get people people comfortable, people sitting back, got married, you know, shake the game up. Mm-hmm. And I feel was talking about retiring. Now he back in the mix. Keith Thurman back in the mix. Yeah, because they didn't shake the game up, man. I mm-hmm. think a lot of that is a testament to them shaking the game up, like the smallest guy in the division wanting to fight the biggest guy in the division. You know what I mean? Yeah, because when I was looking at the press conference, see Mikey Garcia, Keith Thurman, and Sean Porter sitting there. I'm like, look at this little motherfucker right here. He don't want to do this. And y'all ain't doing this, you know? I'm like, why is he doing this? Because if you would have asked somebody to be like, that don't know boxing, they're going to say, Oh, which one of these guys is it Sean Porter? Is Keith Thurman going to fight Earl Spence? I'll be like, no, it's this little guy right here. They'll be like, what? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. 
Exactly. Like, what about this this guy who used to play football sitting over here looking all big? You know, why ain't he in there with him next? I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. So that's why I just looked like a shakeup to me because I was like, they sitting on this side, same seats, all three in a row. But this is the guy that had the, the you know, that had the heart to take him now. So and was adamant about it. And it wasn't just adamant. Like, wasn't just like, oh, I'll fight him. No, it was like, I want to fight him. 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 Earl Spence wouldn't keep his name out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. They gave him the fight. He's the reason the fight is happening, not Earl Spence. Even when his team. Constantly being diligent about getting the fight is the reason the fight happened. Even when his team didn't back this fight, they was. Brother. You know, it's his own brother. brother. You know, Robert Garcia, you know, probably his wife and people around him said, you know, but man, but that's that's a warrior though, eh? When yeah. everybody else no, nah, this 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 is what I do. Yeah. You know, win, lose a draw, this is what I do. If I go out there and test the best man out right now and I lose, I can live with that. Yeah. I can live with that. Because I tested myself against the best man in my realm of expertise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can live with that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I mean, I, like I say. But that's cool. That's cool when you can have family like that that's going to tell you that because you know that they legit with you. But yeah. as a warrior, man, you're going to step out those bounds sometimes. You're going to say, this is something I got to do. Yeah. And this is something he said he got to do, man. He made it happen. Because man, nobody knows. Nobody yeah. knows. Your mother, your father, your sister. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. People can suggest and speculate and assume, you know, but nobody really knows, dude. All it takes is a punch. We don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, they love him and they're ill-advised to it because they don't want to see nothing bad happen to him. But but that's in the game anytime. You know, that can be any fight, you know. Anytime. anytime. But, I, but I guarantee you, somewhere deep down inside, Robert Garcia is like, yo, I think my little brother, I don't know, my little I don't know, man. He might can do this shit. You know what I'm saying? He probably do because it's I mean, they warriors, man. They pedigrees. He was a fighter. You know, they be around yeah. fighters all the time. That's what they do. You know what I mean? That's what they do. And and you know, now that it's made, that's that's the only mindset his brother can have now. Is yeah, the same. Man, do Yo, coming, let me prepare you the best possible way I can and support you. That's all they can do now. Shit is done. Yeah. I mean, Texas of this fight, man, it could be anything, man. It could be, you know, we've seen it with War Kovalev, you know what I mean? Where War, he challenged himself, moved up to fight the best boxer puncher in the division. That's the same, same thing, eh? Same thing. Why is this so crazy to people? And you know what's crazy Fuck. about that? I remember what's crazy about that prediction is uh, Garcia, he. Robert Garcia, he actually put Kovalev to win in that fight. Well, so maybe well, the mentality he kind of has about the big man, exactly. big good man beating a good little man, but it's still possible. Exactly. That we can see with his mind is that, oh, he's too big. Too, that, that's not always the case, Ant. That's, yeah. that's like the one of the best things that you can prove in boxing. You know, we we we, we, we seen it time and time again. You know, Buster Douglas out of shape, not – don't got to knock Mike Tyson out. You know what I'm saying? We see it time and time again. People yeah. doing stuff that we didn't expect them to do. So I damn sure ain't going to rule Mikey out. I damn sure ain't going to rule him out. No, I can't. 
You can't you can't rule them out because I mean, and then, come on, we talking about Earl Spence. Only thing we can can constantly say about him is he's the bigger man. He's the bigger man. He's the bigger man. Okay, that don't win fights being the bigger man. Mm-hmm. That don't win fights. It's not like we saying, yo. Earl Spence, the footwork, the power, the speed, the combinations. We're not breaking down his attributes. All people keep saying he's the bigger man. He's the bigger man. He got power. He's the bigger man. Okay. Those things can be negated. Eh? They can be negated. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Once once you go in there, like, like a guy like Mikey, who's the smaller guy, he's going to have to use everything he can. You know what I mean? Like, Whenever a fighter has to depend on power for so long or or size, they didn't have to do what he did. You know what I mean? Like, just like I said before, like if the, you, you two different types of animals that are hunting, you know, one might have to use more skill because he's smaller. You know, yeah. he might have to be more clever and cunning to catch his prey. So whether the other one, you know, he's bigger, he can just, you know, take you out with one blow. Fight you. Yeah, exactly. Quick. Him, he's more well-rounded where we had to see him do different things, but mm-hmm. this is going to be that fight for for him to see if he can do it to that next level and see if Errol Spence can use more than what we've seen him use in the past. Because let's be real, like, I know Mikey's not going to be there to be hit, no. you know. This ain't going to be a fight where he's going to want to be in there like he was with Broner. It's going to be where he have to use something different, you right. know, so... This is something they're going to be working on, man. It's just exciting, man. When we talk about it, it's interesting, man. It's very interesting, man. It's very, very, very. If you are a boxing fan, this is an interesting fight because it's like I said, it's, it's nothing we would ever call. We would never say, "Yo, we want to see these two fight each other." But they start, we start calling them out, and we start thinking and analyzing, and you know, breaking down different scenarios and like, whoa, it's something to this fight. Something to it, man. So, um, if nothing else is very interesting, and I, and I will be watching. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. We like you said, we might be there, man. Yeah, I might have to look into that now, if man. If everything go right, we're gonna be there. If everything yeah. go right, but if nothing yeah. else, we definitely you know tuned in like we are with everything or whatever. But yeah, man. Fingers crossed on it, man. But um, three more fights coming up up till April, man. Um. March 24th, like we said, Lamont Peterson, he's going to be fighting Sergey Lipinitz. Uh, I'm glad to see Lamont Peterson still in the game, man. I mean, after that loss to uh, Errol Spence, I thought he might have been done. You know, they was talking about him retiring. Uh, I think his, you know, his trainer didn't want to see something like that. I think he didn't want to see him going there anymore. But this Sergey Lipinitz fight, you know, he had lost to Mikey Garcia. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, both of these guys kind of want to come back. Um, some might favor Lipinets because he's younger. What do you think, man? Oh, like you said, I'm glad to see see him um, back in action or whatever. And um, um, it's hard to say. And, um, kind of a make or break fight for both of them. Like, yeah. Yeah, to be honest, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the thing about Aunt, uh, Lamont is uh, – I'm still kind of thinking he's seen like better days, but you know, guys on this level, he making still entertain, you know what I'm saying? He ain't really entertaining the top five or top necessarily 10 anymore, but you know, maybe a guy like, you know, Sergey. Um, I mean, what's his name at? 
Oh, so Sergey Lipinets. Oh, yeah, Sergey, it is Sergey. Um, you know, that's something more on his level. You know, the, the the Earl Spence being it. You know, Lamont's older and on that downside of the game. This young, strong that that was a bit much. Even though you know Sergey is younger, um, it's still more more on more on his level. I think. You know what I'm saying? Um, I still yeah. I still don't know if Lamont if Lamont was gonna pull it out because he he just older man. He been in some wars too, ain't you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely like seen his better days, and I think like in his better days, he had that that skill and that drive, like those fights where he could have won, but he didn't level up in those fights back in the day where it could have took him to that next level. Because I always felt he had the skill to beat a lot of guys. Like, um, there was just those points. Like, like I said, he never leveled up. Like even whenever he uh, lost to Matisse, you know, he had knockout loss. So. Those are kind of the times when I said, damn, you know, he didn't like commit to what he does best, you know, boxing. So that's what I'm saying. Fast forward five years later, if he didn't level up then, how is he going to really level up now with with young lines everywhere? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he's 34 and Lipinus is uh, 29. So right now, Lipinus, that was a learning experience for him, that Mikey Garcia fight. So. And even before that, you know, he was showing some slick skill in there. So to me, it's kind of 50-50, you know, like can he handle a vet and can uh, Peterson handle a young guy like him, man? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see um, Peterson stay around and just become like a gatekeeper, though. Nah. He had too much skill for that. Yeah, man, too much, man. That's what I was saying, like, I felt like he had he seen better days and yeah, like if his trainer felt he should retire, man, sometime that's the best call, man. But yeah. you know, I hope the best for him in this fight, man. But April thirteenth, man, Caleb Truox and Peter Quillen, man. Peter Quillen getting back in back in the mix, man. This is gonna be interesting, man, as a fight at one sixty eight. So was, I guess was was Kid Chocolate last fight at one sixty eight or one sixty? I wanna say one sixty eight because uh love is a super middleweight. Who? Um, Floyd, Floyd, homeboy. Yeah, yeah, you. He is a he's super middleweight. Yeah, he's been a super middleweight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious to see what Kid Chocolate got in him, man. Like, like I said, ever since that Danny Jacobs loss, it's just been kind of different, man. What do you think? Um, I think if he get rocked like that again, we ain't gonna see him no more. You don't think so? Yeah. Nah, I mean, like you say, he since that fight, he's a different guy. He took two years off. You know, we seen him on the Counterpunch documentary, not really focused on boxing. You know, he talked about boxing, but he was doing real estate. He was doing a lot of different things or whatever after that. Well, actually, that was the build-up to the Jacobs fight, right, Ant? Yeah, that was a build-up. So that yeah. was before the knockout. Um, So, you know, his last performance, he looked good, but what happens when – you know, he get clipped like that again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it might take something different at him because it, it's been kind of taking a while for him to get back. That's into a yeah, that Jacobs thing, like you say, man, I mean, he, that was, he was definitely off for like two years, right, Ant? Yeah, he was off for about two years. Yeah, because like he was actually training in the gym that Jacobs was training in at the time whenever Jacobs was training for Triple G. I want to say that was in Ward's gym, you know, uh, with Virgil Hunter and them. And um, 
I don't know if he was training for a specific fight at the time, but he was just kind of there. You know, it didn't seem like he was um, focused as, as he has been of lately, but I'm kind of curious, man. I'm just wondering, like, because Caleb, Caleb Truax, man, I could have swore he had a belt, but um, no, he lost it to James DeGale, but this is going to be kind of a test for him, too, because Truax, uh, he's kind of falling in that gatekeeper status, man. Mm-hmm. And, Mm-hmm. And he ain't he ain't no pushover either because he he got power, right? Because when he fought James DeGale in that one fight, he was working James DeGale, man. Mm-hmm. And you know he dropped Jermaine Taylor in the past, so he got power. Okay, I ain't know him in Jermaine for okay. Yeah, um, Jermaine Taylor was fighting him as a tune-up fight like a few years back, and kind of underestimated him towards that last round. He dropped him, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at um Quillen, man, like. My question is, you think Quillen, do, do you think he, he really should be back in this game right now, man? Like, from what you've seen, just on the real, you know, no bash. To be honest, 100%, to me, like, if you're an older guy, you got to kind of have, like, a Bernard Hopkins type of mentality and dedication to the sport. Eh? If you ain't got that, you need to get out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? To me, you know, Kid Chocolate, his last performance probably, you know, made him feel good. Yeah, man, I look good. But that, you know, that could be a lot of false, <laughs> you know. False confidence. Yeah, false confidence, you know, because, um, you know, you wasn't in there with, 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 with a killer necessarily or whatever, but it's killers out there. And yeah. uh, what happens what, what happens when that happens again? Eh? You know what I mean? Peter Quillen, not like he's 25 no more. You know, he getting to that point in his career where, you know, you looking how to you really looking how to close it out, to be honest. I mean, you're not you're not in your prime no more. You know, he did look good in his last performance, but I'm just like, I mean, he looked good against somebody who didn't really look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And um, 35 is considered, you know, almost done with boxing, you know. And, and on you know, I mean, like we say, there's a freak of natures who can keep going. But let's be real, like when you're 35, that's kind of the the cap, you know, that you time to cap it off. But and, and you we, about, think about it, like I just said, Bernard Hopkins, and yeah, the guy who probably always trained, even when he was fighting in our fight. We seen Kid Chocolate take two years off. He was in the real estate. He was doing this. He was doing that. That's not how you fight into the later ages. In boxing, you know what I'm saying? It don't work like that. You know, Bernard Hopkins was only able to do that because of the way he, the stuff he did. Yeah, like, if it, if anything, like Bernard was going harder. Yeah. You know, especially how he was disciplining his body. Like, he was cutting everything out as far as, like, toxic food and all that. He was training harder and eating better than ever whenever he got up to be in his 40s, you know, in his late 30s and 40s. So when you're looking at a guy like, Quillen, I don't know if he's always staying on weight, you know, from what I've seen. Like, I don't know if he's always staying in that weight realm, you know, year round. So it kind of tells you that. I doubt. Maybe, yeah, it, it kind of tells you that maybe a, I'm training just for one fight, then I stop, then I'm not in the mood, then I'll train again. So that's not good, man. Because, to be honest, that last fight, his body looked different. Did it? I gotta go back and look at it. Look at it. It's it's, it's turned to that old manish type body where if you go back and look at it, you'll understand what I'm saying. It's like it's one aspect. It's a guys have a youthful look to them. Then they start getting that metamorphosis wide 
wide hips. You know, mm-hmm. go back and look at him. His body ain't he don't look the same the way you see. Maybe it was maybe it, it was going up to one sixty eight. Maybe that was it, the eight pounds. I don't know, but he looked different. Mm-hmm. He did look different body wise. And that might come from that lifestyle, man. Like that's something we might have to talk to a trainer about one day, you know, just about the lifestyle, how off season living can affect, you know, fight camp time, you know? Because I think when you bring that up, that might be one of the things. Like, you know, if you're not staying in solid shape, that's going to happen at some point. It's going to be harder and harder the older you get to get, to back, get back right. in the fighting shape, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, because you think about it, and the older you get, the harder it is to, like, even rip your body up. Okay, ripping your body up ain't got nothing to do with fighting. They ain't got nothing to do with boxing. You know what I'm saying? You talking about working, running, cardio, footwork. You know, you're talking about skills, not just mm-hmm. muscles. So if it's harder to just put muscle on, imagine how hard it is to keep that skill airtight. We see what happened with a young guy up here on fight. He got ring rust. So you talking about you 35 and you ain't been fighting, so you got ring rust on top of old age on top of injuries, it's just, you know, it's only a few that can they can do what Bernard Hopkins did. And, you know, and Kid Chocolate being 35, he need to start, I, I, you know, I would think, like mapping out his exit strategy in the game, man, because, you know, that last knockout really looked like it did something different to him, and that could happen again. Yeah. And first off, too, I just wanted to say, too, you think about it, man, like after that loss, two-year layoff, then he fought once, um, 2017, once in 2018, and now returning with this fight. So only three fights since that loss. And you look at somebody like Caleb Truox, to me, may have never hit that level, but he's been busy. And like I said, he ain't no pushover. So at the end, man, this is going to be a fight that's going to really tell him if he loses to somebody like Caleb Truox, then he probably shouldn't be fighting anymore, you know? Because he's going to give him all he can handle, I think, man. I think he's going to give him – he's going to push him. He's going to really push him more than that Leon Love fight. Yeah, I mean, because if you think about it, I mean, you know, if if Caleb go in there and perform right and dispatch this dude, I mean, that look good on him. Kid Chocolate, you beating Caleb, you know, it's not the same. It's him beating you. Yeah. You know, you, you you're going to be a name on his resume. He's not really a name on your resume. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, you know what I mean? so the mental and the get up is different. You know what I mean? It's different, bro. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, man, another fight I do want to see because I want to see what he got left in the man. Um, last fight, April twentieth, Danny Garcia versus Adrian Granados. Um, Danny, man, he he's sticking with one forty seven, man. So he looking to take on Granados. You know, Granados had that fight with um. Uh, Broner, right? Broner and Sean Porter. And um, the guy, he does fight at 140, they say, sometimes, but he gets kind of big, man. He he, kind of a solid guy. Looks like he should just be a natural welterweight to me, but I think it's going to be a tough fight for Danny Garcia, too, man. Like, to me personally, Danny Garcia always looked better at 140. Yeah. Ever since he moved up to 147, I don't think he really skillfully evolved to 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 hang with that division, do you? I mean, what I, what I can say is he was more impressive at one forty, and 
I mean, the power, just everything just looked a little little better at 140. You know what I'm saying? Um, 147 is like he, he's um, been coming up short. I mean, how can you say it? Coming up short. I don't know. Is, is it the weight? Is the weight at, you know, this, this, this doing that to him or getting older? What do you think it is? I don't think, for me, I don't think it is the weight. I think it, I think it is the skill. Like I think his style fit 140 better, but as he got up to 147, I think he needed to become more of a volume puncher, a combination puncher where he could pick up points and get out. I'm just thinking, man, like some of his past performances, like the power that he possesses isn't the same at, at um when you look at somebody like Floyd Mayweather as he moved up became a defensive fighter, but he still also knew how to pick his shots, go to the body, and walk his opponent down. Whereas Danny Garcia, I think he was doing that a little bit in the Sean Porter fight, but... Yeah, I mean, like I said, I can agree with the fact that he definitely looked more impressive at 140. I mean, you know, 147, he's been coming up short. And um, Adrian Granados, like I said, he ain't a small guy, and he ain't really a pushover either, because... He's lost a few times, but you know he gives a tough fight. You know he's a he's almost like five nine, five ten. So it's going to be a big welterweight. He's going to be fighting. So definitely a fight I'm going to look forward to. And I want to know if if Danny can't pull this out, man, he might have to move back down, man. Yeah, well, I mean, after the last after his last loss, he was talking about retirement and all that. So um, I'm just glad that he's still trying to mix it up. I don't think it was retirement time yet for him. So. You know, I think he still got some, 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 a couple more fights left in him. Yeah, definitely. He ain't damaged by no means. He ain't no damage. But I mean, you know, he could still switch up some things. But I'm just saying, he got to kind of get in where he fit in because he actually talked about fighting at one four, one fifty four, and I, I don't really see him at one fifty four. I don't mean neither. I see him looking fat at one. He's not gonna be one fifty four ripped up. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna right. be. I don't know. Yeah, man, shoot. But, I mean, as long as he's staying busy, as long as he's staying there with somebody, that's the thing you can't knock about, Danny. He has been, whether we win or lose, he has been fighting the guys at, at welterweight, you know? Man, yeah, he getting $3 million a pop, so he say shit. Bring it I'm on. Fighting. I'm fighting, yeah. I mean, so. For real. But, yeah, man, um. That's that whole lineup until April, man. Like I said, that's some good fights, and hopefully we can get to that one. The Spence Garcia, yeah. man. That that'll be that'll be a power move if we can, if we can make that happen. That um, be in Texas, you know, everything's bigger in Texas, as they say. So yeah, uh, then there would be something I'll be interested in just even going to Texas too. So we see what happened, man. Yeah, for real, man. But um, yeah, man. Like, granted, nothing happened. All these fights are gonna happen, you know, like no injuries in January. <laughs> no injuries from, you know, WBA welterweight champion. But uh yeah, man. Uh anything you wanna say before we wrap this one up, man? Um, no man, just like 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 I say, you know, shout out to PBC Fox, Al Heyman for um, you know, like we say, making boxing, trying to make boxing great again, you know, back on public TV back, you know, getting the fights that the people want to see. Um, 
getting the fighters the paydays that they want. You know, you get the fighters the paydays that they want. That makes them more inclined to perform better, I believe. And so just um I just want to say, yeah, I'm 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 stoked about that and just looking forward to, you know, all the fights we got coming up with, you know, PBC, the zone. And um it's it's lit right now in the boxing world. That's all I can say, man. Yeah, man. Um oh yeah, man, yeah, for before I forget, you know, it's another fight fight weekend coming up. We got, you know, local fight, uh Shout out to Michael Williams Jr. You know, he's going to be fighting November 17th in Charlotte. For sure. On that fight night Vegas card, um, he's going to be fighting. So um, building that record up, you know, coming back to make another statement, man. And um, also my man, uh, he's going to be fighting, I think, in Pennsylvania. uh, Anthony Sonja, he's going to be coming back fighting up there. So I'll definitely shout out to both of them, man. Hopefully they can bring home W's, you know. Yeah, for sure. Keep pushing, y'all. And um, who else? Clarissa Shields, man. Um, her first DAZN fight, fighting out uh, at Hannah Rankin. You know, she looking to take another belt at middleweight, man. She she taking belts at six and zero, oh, boy. She she a bad chick, man. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, definitely, man. Shields, you know, what I mean, and like I say, you know, I'm not well versed in 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 the women's boxing, but I mean, something about Clarissa just. She a champion, and that just rubbed me. She rubbed me like a man would rub me in, in that sense. Um, can't really explain it, but um, I really like the stuff that she doing in the sport, dude, man. And that's the thing, yeah, I can understand. Like you're saying, like I think that's a good thing about her. You know, she just kind of bring that vibe where it's like, you know, you ain't even gonna, you you just gonna look at her on her goals. You know what I mean? And the yeah. the just the energy she bring. Cause that's what it is like with me, with a lot of the fighters, you know, with women or men, but especially for her, you know, like even the way she carries herself, you know, she's still a woman, but when right. she bring it, you know, you kind of forget that. Cause she's setting records, you know, she, she taking yeah, belts and she beating, beating everybody. But yeah, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can say, yeah. Shout out to Mike and Anthony, you know, mm-hmm. coming up local fights, man. But uh, like always, man, just subscribe to us on our uh, Stitcher iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, man, that's all I got, man. My name is Combo Breaker 99 It's your boy, Boxing P, y'all. We about to sign out. Peace. Later.